There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, neither do I. Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the Power Chord Hour podcast. Hope you're doing well out there and thank you so much for checking out yet another episode of the show. As always, I'm your host Anthony Merchant coming at you very, very late. Uh, you know, definitely uh, not Monday as I normally release these. It is, uh, it is very early Friday, very late Thursday as I'm recording this right now. It is uh, 12 as it says here on the computer, as long as the computer's not lying, 12.26 a.m. And uh, yeah, I uh, I apologize for a very, very late episode, but I thought better late than never. But it is our June rundown to uh, you know get the uh, new month started off. I'm going to talk a little bit about last month and some music and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, no new podcast yet. I was out of town, kind of had... I'm very sporadic, I gotta say. I, I love traveling, and I do a lot of that sporadically. And uh, there, there's been a lot of, I mean, which, which sometimes is good, sometimes it's bad. I mean, sometimes you do things sporadically like that, and it blows up in your face because you will like, like I once sporadically went up in the like New England region for my birthday, uh, my 25th birthday, and my birthday's in like mid-November, and I got up there around my birthday, not thinking that mid-November in New England, you know, might be a little, uh, a little fucking rough. And, you know, like some of the, you know, like weather-wise and like also things being right on the uh, Atlantic, like, like some of the more like, uh, you know, the towns and stuff that were right on like the, the shore and whatnot, like, you know, things like that were just things closed down, like they're seasonal, like, oh, you should have been here like a few months ago, you know, or like walking around, you're like so goddamn windy that like, I can't keep a hat on. Like it's not even fun being out. So, I mean, you do sporadic things sometimes like that and it will bite you in the ass. Uh, one of the best sporadic trips I think I ever did was a new year's E or new year's day, 2020. It would have been a new year's Eve, uh, 2019 into new year's day, 2020, but going to New York city for that. I had a, I had a friend kind of last minute, uh, cancel some new year's plans and I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to New York City, which I had just been there like a few, uh, I was going to say a few months prior. No, not true. A few weeks prior. Uh, and it was just kind of like, you know, I've always wanted to uh, spend New Year's Eve in uh, New York City in Times Square. And, uh, you know, I just moved back from uh, Minneapolis. And I was like, you know, I never did it before. I should do it while I'm back here and all that. And w- what I did not know is that uh, we would have a big-ass pandemic like three months later. So uh, what even better time to get out and, like, enjoy yourself before everything shuts down. But uh, that ended up being a great one. And that was like a – I had the idea, and like 12 hours later, I was driving to uh, Newark, New Jersey to uh, get on the uh, to get on the uh, subway or the train or whatever – to uh, take me the best deal you, you go there instead of driving to New York City you go there it's like 10 bucks not even it's like 850 or some shit for a for a round trip ticket from uh from Newark to uh they drop you off right at Penn Station uh next to Madison Square Garden so I mean you're like right in Times Square but yeah you know so like sporadic shit like that can be fun but anyways I had that this week that is why there's no podcast because my sporadic ass decided uh, to drive up Route 6 in Pennsylvania. I always like taking routes. I mean, Route 66 obviously being like the most famous and probably the one that uh, I would credit to like getting me into that kind of stuff. 
But, uh, yeah, just going up there and, like, going through small towns through Pennsylvania. I love, like, old architecture. Just seeing, like, random things. Going through, like, a town that has, like, there's really nothing there and not a lot to see. But there's, like, one really cool building that, like, looks like it's straight from, like, you know, 1932 or something. Like, I saw this really amazing, uh, it, it was, like, a photography place. But, like, it's it was from, like, the 20s or 30s. And just, it looked Art Deco. And it was all original. Like, it was all, the, not not like some kind of, like, reproduction or anything like that. Like, this was, and well-kept, too. Uh, just amazing. Like, shit like that. Like, you drive through towns where it's like, yeah, you know, there's really, there's not a whole lot of reason to be here but to drive through it. But it's like those roadside attractions and those little things to, like, stop and look at. So, I love doing that. So, it's a mixture of that and uh, also going through... Uh, Pennsylvania and hitting up uh, a bunch of different like hiking spots and Allegheny National Forest, uh, my, which it goes through uh, and like 20, 30 minutes from uh, where I live here because I'm right on that border. I'm in New York, but I'm right on that PA border. But uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, national forests in the uh, world, one of my favorite places in the world. And, you know, just doing shit like that, like going checking that out and some other places, you know, Pennsylvania like is really... It's not the place you think of if you're, like, looking for, like, you know, they have, like, Pittsburgh and Philly, but it's, like, you know, there's not tons and tons of major cities. It's not a huge destination spot, but, like, honestly, it's one of the greatest states in the entire uh, country. Like, if you like doing outdoor things, it's, like, I mean, the, the, just a little bit of everything. Like, I mean, there's there's places, you know, mountains, you have mountains, there's waterfalls and stuff. I mean, there's really... You can find a little bit of everything in uh, in Pennsylvania, I feel like, as far as, like, hiking and nature and all that goes. You know, like, there, there's some places where you go and it's like, okay, I mean, there's not a lot of, like, you know, you go, you'll go to places like that, you know, like, the maybe in the middle of a small town somewhere. Like, I was going and, like, there's no industry. There's not a lot, like, around. There's maybe, like, you know, a diner and a bar downtown, you know, on, like, the one street they have that drives, you know, the main drag. Like, that's it. And, like, maybe there's a grocery store. But again, like maybe maybe they maybe they don't have that stuff, but it's like they might have amazing trails and like maybe some hidden waterfalls, like you know, just just different, just beautiful views, you know, on top of a hill or a mountain or something, or just beautiful erratic rocks to climb, like just stuff like that, which I love. And uh, you know, you, you end up finding in places like that that are uh, you know, a lot of times too, a lot quieter because not everyone's thinking of uh, driving up Route Six to find that stuff. But uh, I think one of the Two things. I mean, the best thing I'll get to in a second, but uh, and and probably the biggest reason why this is so late because I I was really gone even longer because I didn't know I would be in New Jersey this week. But uh, yeah, doing doing that, I drove the whole thing from one end to the other um, in PA on Route Six. So that was a couple hundred miles, but uh, it was really fun. I think the highlight in Pennsylvania was what they call, and I'd never heard of it before, but the uh, Grand Canyon of Pennsylvania. And I, I forget the name of the state park. I'm gonna have to. My, my phone's right here. I'm gonna have to look it up. But uh, I, I went there. I may have to. You see that? If you call yourself the Grand Canyon of anything, look at. I'm a fool for a few things. If you put the devil in it, like the devil's kettle, the devil's blowhole, um, just things like th- those are two real things. Uh, the devil's blowhole was in Maui. And the devil's kettle is uh, up north in uh, Minnesota and I'm trying to think off the top of my head of other like devil I, there's tons of them devil's tower <laughs> you know like shit like that and it's like just put devils in the name and I'll go see it because it's like just just right away it's one of those things and and another one is if you say the blank like the grand canyon of the blank 
You know, like if you put that in there, I'm there. It doesn't really matter. I'm just going to go check it out. And uh, I was happy I did because at first I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Because like the Grand Canyon is one thing. I I will say like there there's a lot of things that you'll see or like places you'll go and like you kind of romanticize them or you think they'll be a certain way. And, you know, not even that's always a bad thing, but they're not they're not exactly that or something. But like the Grand Canyon, the first time and every time I've seen it since is breathtaking, like in a way where I go, holy fuck, like this is as amazing as people say it is. It's one of those things where you go like, oh, they're not overhyping it. Like there's some things you go see and you're like, that's beautiful. But like maybe people really like it wasn't the thing I thought, you know, everyone was saying, whereas like the Grand Canyon is one of those ones where I go, no, that's that's really something to see. But, uh, oh, it is called Colton uh, Colton Point. I think that was a state park. But, uh, yeah, called Grand Canyon, Pennsylvania. I'd never heard of it. And uh, right off Route 6 in, I believe it's called Wellsboro, a cool little uh, town. Like I was talking about, one of those ones was just uh, – and they had – I will say it wasn't just one a one-street uh, downtown. They, they had a few streets and a cool, like, boxcar diner and a couple different things. I love stuff like that. I just love uh, – Cause you get an appreciation because you realize it all, it all, you know, like old architecture and shit like that. It just goes away and you know, you don't, you replace it with like things that are just not comparable and uh, not as like unique, you know, they're, they're not as unique and stuff. Like a lot of this old architecture is unique to that one building, not like a franchise that like, you know, if, if you go to a McDonald's in Iowa, it looks the same as the one in like Montana, you know, like shit like that. Like, that's why the cool old architecture where it's like, yeah, like some mom and pop place like created this in like the 30s and it's some wild, cool looking building that really stands out now because, you know, nothing nothing looks like that anymore. But anyway, that's what I was doing. And when I got to, uh, I got as far as Scranton in Pennsylvania and uh, it, it hit me, I'm like, I got to be near New Jersey. And, and I knew it because I know when you, you know, that's one of the routes. If you're going from where I live and you're heading towards uh, New York City or New Jersey, if you're uh, taking I-86, you end up eventually hitting, uh, it, it like dips down into Pennsylvania and you hit Scranton. So I'm like, you know, and if you don't know Vintage Vinyl, I've talked about it a bunch on on this uh, show, but one of my favorite record stores in the world, um, it's definitely, again, I've mentioned it a bunch over the years on the, on the radio show and the podcast, but uh, they are, the owners are retiring, they're going out of business now this month, I don't know the exact date, but uh, they're closing after ooh, 30, 40 years, I believe. I think they opened in the late 70s or early 80s, if I'm not mistaken. But, I mean, Vintage Vinyl, if you don't know, just an amazing record store in Fords, New Jersey. And uh, one of just a place that I stopped at anytime I was in New Jersey. Like, And actually, not even in, in New Jersey. I, I was like, like, Fords is like, I think it was... I want to say it was like two hours from New York City. Because I remember one time I was in New York City and I looked and I, I'm like, I was heading home and I was like, I could just drive straight home. But how far is Vintage Vinyl from here? And I think it was like two hours from, uh, and also, I mean, New York City is pretty fucking big. So I guess it also depends where you're at in New York City uh, and like how you're exiting to get to uh, Ford's. But yeah, I mean, I, I will go and, and the, the same thing this time. I was like two hours out of the way. And again, it's like, you know, I, I never, I mean, two hours is not too far to go to vintage vinyl. And then when you know they're closing and you can never go there again, going back actually to like, I was just saying the, one of the things I love about traveling and architecture and shit is just seeing these random places that like may not be there the next time you come through, you know, that, that cool boxcar diner, 
might be gone or, you know, that, that cool old building might be a fucking high rise the next time you're there. So it's like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, do enjoy it while you can, you know, all of, all of this stuff is very temporary. It's not forever. And, you know, a record store, I love that much that I make a, uh, you know, it really is like I make a pilgrimage to it anytime I'm, I'm anywhere near. And uh, the last time I was there was actually that trip I was talking about for uh, when I went to New York City for uh, New Year's back in uh, good old 2020 before everything, a couple months before everything went to shit. But uh, I went there and uh, another one was just kind of a random stop. Didn't know I was going to be, which just makes it even better. It's, it's, I got to tell you, like buying records is, is even more sweet when you're like there and you go, why the fuck am I in New Jersey right now? Like I even know that's how I felt this week. Like when I was like on, on Sunday night, I even know I was going to be going up route six in Pennsylvania and then by Tuesday, when I was in Vintage Vinyl, it's like, what the fuck? Like, how how am I here right now? You know, like, like now that's one of those sporadic ones that pays off because then you're there and you just get so stoked. I'm like, I'm in Vintage fucking Vinyl right now, like, because I kept saying like, oh, I wanted to make one last trip up there, but I mean, it's like eight hours from my house. Like, I didn't really think I was gonna make it back up there before they closed. And uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was the record gods. That's that they were the ones who's like just put in my head. You got to go Route Six, and once I got once I got to Scranton, um, yeah, they, it's just like nope. I know in my heart, it's like I fucking go there. I was sad. They they have pictures up because they. I don't think they did it so much in recent years, but I feel like for a very long time they did tons of in store performances. And I mean, the walls are lined in there with pictures of the bands performing. And uh, one of them is a is a picture of Hawthorne Heights playing back in like '04, like way back when their first record uh, came out. But uh, I own their singer JT's guitar, his uh, Gibson SG that he played for the first year, the first couple years of the band. And uh, I believe, yeah, he also recorded on um, on Silence and Black and White a little bit. I can't remember all the songs. He didn't play the whole thing on it, but it is on there in a couple places. But uh, he played it, and he played that one, that exact one at Vintage Vinyl, and there's a picture of them playing it up on the wall there. And I was really hoping it would still be there when I got there, and uh, it was not. And I was really sad because I was really going to try to get that because there's just, I mean, Vintage Vinyl, you can probably hear my voice, I mean, just means, like, again, like, I go out of my way to go to this fucking place. And then when I go in and I literally see my guitar and a picture on the wall, I get so stoked. Like I always remember where it's at. I know to go right back there. And uh, yeah, there there are uh, quite a few pictures off the wall. And I got to say too, they, uh, I mean, they were skimmed over. They announced they were closing a few weeks ago. And uh, at this point, and I, and I didn't even give a shit about sales. Like I actually, that's how much <laughs> I'm a cheap bastard. One of the first things I think about is how I'm going to like, Normally, if you told me like, oh, store's closing, I'm going to think about the discount I'm going to get. Not here. I just want to go to Vintage Vinyl. I ain't give a shit. I'll pay full price. I just want to go there one last time. But uh, I was pretty stoked. I went in there. It was 30% off everything. And uh, But yeah, I mean, even the pictures. Like, like like I just said, the pictures on the wall of the bands performing, half of them were gone. I wanted to get a Vintage Vinyl shirt or a coffee mug or something. Which now I'm kicking myself because literally every time I go in there, we're talking years now. I mean, there's a montage of me going, I should buy a t-shirt. And then I go, nah, maybe I'll buy it next time. Like, or same with a mug. I go, nah, I really, I don't really drink coffee. I don't really drink out coffee mugs all that often. Like, you know, I only need a few of them. Like just things like that. Like every time I'd kind of, cause also I'd be spending so much. There's, there's no way I could go in vintage vinyl and not drop so much goddamn money. So by the time you got to the shirts and stuff up front near the counter, 
you're like, fuck this. I'm already, I can't afford this. Like I can't afford, there's a shirt to like celebrate that I was at this record store, but if I buy it, I can't afford, you know, all, all the shit I was about to buy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, all that was gone. I was sad. So I couldn't buy a shirt or anything, but, uh, as far as the, the inventory, but I mean, they, they had such that, it, that really is a testament to their inventory because it is, it is pretty mauled over. Like if you go in there, I mean, there's, there's still records, don't get me wrong, but I mean, like if, if you went in with a list of albums you're looking for, you're probably not going to find them. Like, like, cause I had a few, I went in and I'm like, okay, these are things th- they had zero of them. Now, if you just kind of looked for fun, that's where you started finding the stuff. And I mean, do, listen, I left with one of the biggest hauls I ever made. I, I really, which actually made up because last time I was there last year, all I bought was Paul Westerberg's stereo on uh, on vinyl because they just pressed that. And that was the only thing I bought. I was trying to be a good boy because I really don't buy records like I used to. But for this, I had to come out of record retirement. I had to come out of it. Again, last time I can go and enjoy vintage vinyl. Fuck doing the podcast. Fuck doing anything else. Uh, I had to go to vintage vinyl. So, uh, yeah, went there and, yeah, ended up scoring a bunch of good stuff. And, uh, you know, just, just looking around. But it's one of those ones. It's like House of Guitars in Rochester. And that's another one. I don't feel like the good stuff is anything I ever go in there looking for specifically. It's the shit I'm randomly finding while skimming through. You know, it's like it's this random like demo or this random EP or this random cassette or something that you'll just find out of nowhere that's like not even in the section it should be. And like there it is. Like like there's there's the there's the whole highlight of the entire trip. And uh, yeah, this time just digging through, you know, what was left. But again, I got a bunch. I got a few John Doe, uh, some of his solo albums on vinyl, which I'm excited to listen to because really, I mean, I love X, but uh, I've really only started getting into them like the last year or so. I really haven't checked out his uh, solo stuff much and people say how good it is. So, I mean, he is a genius, so I'm excited to listen to those more. Uh, man, what else did I get? Got a bunch of Ramon CDs. Uh, what else? Bob Dylan, got some Bob Dylan collections, uh, Lou Reed, Game Face, shout out uh, Jeff Cadill, a friend of the show, we've had him on here a few times, did get every last tape on vinyl, on yellow vinyl, looks very pretty, I haven't played it yet, but I have opened it, and uh, looks very cool, I was happy to uh, score that, and funny, it's demos off every last time, and I bought every last time on vinyl there a few years ago, so uh, kind of funny that I uh, got both those at Vintage Vinyl. But got those, uh, Drama Rama, another another uh, recent guest we had. Uh, uh, oh, my God, what is it? Drama in Wonderama Land. Uh, really good record. Just just a couple. Uh, it was really that where it was kind of like going through and, and, again, like just skimming through. And then you'd see things you didn't have like that. Like, I mean, like, I, you know, like I don't have that Drama Rama album on CD. So I'm like, you know, or shit like that too, where it's like nowadays there's so many albums where it's like, I'll just, I'll stream them or like listen to them on like Amazon music or something. And, uh, you know, I don't have them in my iTunes to like, which I mean, for doing the radio show, I need to have, I need to have a actual physical or not physical, but you know, I have to have an MP3 to play on the show. So there's a lot of albums too, that like, I don't, you know, quote unquote own, you know, I like stream them or listen to somewhere. So like, that was the other thing. I'm kind of like, well, everything's 30% off and stuff. And it's like, I would, I would same with like the Ramones albums. Like there's a few of them where it's like, oh, like I don't have a copy of this. Like I, you know, like I, I've heard it, but I don't have a copy of it. So, you know, I kind of did that, grab some of those cool, uh, Sylvain, Sylvain, uh, record, which, uh, was for RCA put it out. They did a, a whole series, but it was like for radio stations. And it's like, 
a whole segment thing. There's like there's like a live performance and an interview, then a live performance interview. Uh, I've never seen it before. Really cool. And uh, I, I I think the neatest thing. Oh, and the replacements because I was gotta bring up the replacements on here. But uh, I did get the uh, I'll be you forty five with a date to church as the B side with Tom Waits. Great great B side. And uh, also I got their uh, it's a it's a repressing, but they put out a promo seven inch. I think I want to say it's when they did the remasters in the uh, like the the deluxe edition like remasters in two thousand eight for the CDs that Rhino put out. But uh, it's a that one's also seven inch with a color me impressed on it. Uh, really really cool. I mean they they were both I've seen them before and have just never picked them up. And again, it was one of those times where it's like buy them now. Fucking this is this is the time to buy them. So that is what I did. And uh, yeah, I just had a great time at vintage. Sorry, at, uh, at Vintage Vinyl, and, uh, you know, really, really, I, I, I will miss that place. You never got to be there. Uh, definitely a staple in New Jersey, like, record stores. Like, I know anyone I know who's, like, from New Jersey or, you know, has just spent time there. I mean, if, if, they're, if they're music lovers, they know, they know Vintage Vinyl. Like, they've, they've been there. They love it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I posted stuff online, like, to friends about when I was going – when I was like, oh, I just found out I'm like two hours away. Like I got to go like tons of people from who, uh, you know, who aren't there anymore, you know, are like, oh man, like end of an era, like what a great place. And, uh, yeah, a lot of love for, uh, for vintage vinyl. So shout out to them. If you haven't went your shit out of luck, you won't get to know the, uh, the beauty of vintage vinyl, but, uh, it was pretty damn rad. I will tell you. But, uh, yeah, let, see, now this is one, like, like you know, I always tell people, like, hit me up if you want to, like, talk music or, like, you, know, you listen to these, like, if you have an opinion. But it's, like, I would love to hear vintage vinyl stories if you have any. If you, uh, you know, because, like, I never got to see, like, an in-store performance or anything. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you have any good ones, hit me up, powercordhour at gmail.com. Uh, I mean, I don't even know. Let's fucking talk about it. <laughs> it's not even, like, for the podcast. She's like, I would genuinely like to hear. You know, like if like if you loved vintage vinyl as much as I did, like let's mourn it. Like hit me up, tell me tell me, uh, you know, stories of uh, of you spending too much or seeing a rad band there, getting something cool signed. You know, really, uh, just a great record store. You know they're good because the one time I was in there shopping and uh, all of a sudden they just played uh, the movie Life Has a Gambling Problem EP front to back. Just shit like that where it's like only only here. Like you'll only only a record store in New Jersey. You know what I mean? Like but another one, all those bands, like I was talking about, like with the performances, like all the pictures on the wall are from like all those drive through bands and even like Rushmore bands and stuff of like the early two thousands and uh, you know, just a who's who. Like, I mean, if you were in like a emo pop punk band, like in the early two thousands, you probably did an in store at a vintage vinyl and there and there were pictures on the wall to uh to prove it the photograph is proof and i know that because there's like four taking back sunday uh pictures on their wall but uh yeah will be missed very much but that is that is my long-winded explanation of uh yeah why why me doing the june rundown is coming out on july 2nd but uh you know what it was worth it you know and i also got to because see this is the thing it's like Knowing it was my last time, and I mean, obviously, there's Wawa's all the fuck over New Jersey, so I mean, those those aren't going anywhere. But I would always go to Ford's. I I mean, it was, it was like every time I think I did this. There wasn't a time I didn't go to to uh, Vintage Vinyl, and then afterwards go to the Wawa that was like five ten minutes from it, and uh, yeah, just go fucking eat the. A- after you've spent all that money at Vintage Vinyl, the only place you can afford to eat 
in all of New Jersey is Wawa. And that's not a bad thing because I've also talked many times on this uh, on this here podcast that I love gas station food, that I have a very shitty palate and I enjoy shitty food. Not to say Wawa is shitty, not, uh, not to say that. I just mean I get very excited for gas station food. That's all I mean, and uh, and yeah. So it's like one more time. I had to go. I had to go hit up the uh, that double threat of uh, a vintage vinyl, then Wawa. And uh, if I if I wasn't so broke after and didn't have to get back home, uh, I probably would have headed towards Asbury Park because that, that's another. That's normally my next stop. I have. I'm very much a, uh, I guess, a creature of habit when it comes to, like New Jersey. I have like my whole kind of like, you know, like I go there and it's like. Like, I'll do other things, too. Like, you can sprinkle in, like, I'll go here, here, and here. But it's like, somewhere in there is Wawa, Vintage Vinyl, you know, going to, like, the Pinball Museum at, on the boardwalk at Asbury Park, like, Bagel Masters, you know, just just uh, different things like that. And, yeah, very sad now that I can't really think of any other reasons I'd be going to Ford's. I don't see myself in uh, that part of New Jersey anytime soon now. Sadly, the Vintage Vinyl is gone. But uh, it does live on. It does live on, on in our uh, hearts. And uh, yeah, good. Uh, I ended the month. It, it's funny. I ended the month very strong, obviously, with a nice uh, record haul. You can go check out uh, on the on our Instagram page. I put up a picture of everything I got while I was there. So if you want to go see all the all the CDs and vinyl I got, no cassettes, sadly. I asked, and I'd never seen any in there. And I asked just for the hell of it, maybe thinking I missed them somewhere because this is a very big store. But uh, I did not, so there are no uh, there are no tapes to go uh, raid while I was there last time. But uh, on top of that, I gotta say a really cool one. Uh, I did get Bad Brains. There, uh, I've talked about that on here. They've been repressing all their old all their old albums. They got the rights back to like most of their catalog, and uh, are kind of slowly putting it all out. But uh, quite a while ago, and it kept getting some. Uh, you know, with, with everyone, the record pressing plants right now, it's just very hard to get stuff out in a timely manner. But, uh, I got their first record, which is my favorite. And, uh, on the, on punk note, on a punk note, uh, uh, with alternative punk note, uh, cover art, which is very, very cool. It is a, uh, it is a nod to the blue note label and, uh, all those album covers. And like it, it, it's 100% like they got it down. It looks, it looks like, like blue note, put it out. I mean, it, it looks awesome. Like it's cool that it has an alternate cover too. You know, and the original is so iconic. You know, what I mean, with the lightning bolt coming down on the uh, on the Capitol and everything, like really, really fucking uh, you know iconic album and album cover. But uh, yeah, really cool seeing the punk note and the way they did it. Like even the back, like even the back of it looks looks like it's just this really cool old record from like you know decades before you know the actual album came out and uh, came out on green vinyl, I think limited to a thousand copies, which uh, I know it sold fast. I mean, it, it's definitely going to be a collector's item. Uh, not that uh, not that I have any plans. Cause I gotta say like, I, I was really stoked on it. Like I don't collect vinyl much anymore. And that was one where I was like, oh, I got really excited. And another one too, I ended up getting uh, Green Day's Insomniac on uh, last year, they did the 25th anniversary uh, vinyl vinyl reissue with really really cool if you've never seen it they did like a holographic uh cover for it and then the uh it, it comes with uh a live it, it's all of insomniac but it's a two lp set and on the second uh on the second record there's a there's a live set on the first half and the on side d is just this really cool uh etching like really really well done including for it was like 30 bucks and that's about what it goes for everywhere right now but like 
for a double LP for a holographic cover and you know like a, uh, a basically a live EP that I don't know was it might have been released before this I'm not sure I'm not gonna say it was unreleased because I can't remember right now I think it's live from Prague but uh like really like the whole the whole packaging and everything looks really really fucking cool and uh, I like that it wasn't that they didn't gouge you for it you know what I mean like with records now, just they've gotten so... That's such a big reason why I don't collect anymore. It's like, I liked records when you could buy them for like... Like, a nice gatefold, like, double LP would be like $25. Like, that would be... It's like, okay, that's the expensive one. But it's like, you know, records would be like 15 bucks. Like, you know, like, I, I can't anymore. Like, I'm, I'm not going to spend $30 on a single LP that like, you know, and then sometimes you don't get like a download code and shit like that. I'm just, you, you just get to a point of like, all right, fuck this. Like I I'm done collecting. Like I, the, the, the fun is gone. The fun, like I, I had my fun, but it's over, but, uh, yeah, not, no ones like this, that, uh, the, the bad brains punk note in this green day insomniac, both of them did very, very well. Uh, you know, I also just randomly, I mean, nothing cool with the packaging, but uh, I did get the Stooges self-title on vinyl and Paul Westerberg's eventually on vinyl this month or last month, I should say, in uh, June. But yeah, which, I mean, may not sound like a ton and didn't sound like a ton to me for years because, again, I, I used to be like in my first stop any city I went to. It's like record stores and not just one. I'd hit I'd hit like three or four and uh, I just don't do that anymore. So, you know, like, like when I get to a month where like I hit vintage vinyl, buy all that stuff and get all these other records and, and everything. It's like, that's a big, uh, that's a big month for me, you know? And uh, record store day was last month too. Uh, I, I didn't go to that. You know, I wasn't looking for a whole lot, but that was one thing. I wasn't sure vintage vinyl got any record store day or actually they did. I take that back. They definitely did. Cause they did record store day, but I didn't know what they'd have left. And uh, I was looking for that replacements LP that they put out, which are the outtakes from please to meet me, which are already on the CD from the, the please to meet me box set they put out last year. So, I mean, I have all the songs, but, uh, and I have the box set, but I, which kind of irks me that, uh, that they do, which they've done it with last few replacements ones where you do get the same songs, but they only put it on CD and then they'll sell you the record, uh, separately months later. And it's also costs like half of what the whole box set did. It's like if the, if the box set costs like $70, the record's like 35, 40 bucks, and it's like, well, what the fuck here? Like, I almost feel like maybe this should have just came with originally. But uh, that was one of the ones I was looking for. Did not find it, sadly. But that was like really the only record store day thing that uh, I was super interested in. That and the Dirty Nil cassettes. But, you know, that that's another one where it's just like a replacements one where I'm like, I mean, I, I have the albums and I've heard the songs. It's just kind of, you know, it's like that collector side of me. And the replacements are one of the few ones that I do have kind of the completionist uh, thing with where it's like, all right, like anything they put out, like, all right, I'll get a copy of that on vinyl. I want that. You know what I mean? Like I'll grab it on like every format. They're like the last band. I used to have more bands that I was like that with, but they're like the last band really where I'm like, I'll kind of, you know what I mean? I kind of like buy anything they put out like that. But, uh, yeah, not, not a whole lot of like new albums I was looking for, for record store day, but I will say for like older stuff, I had a field day, uh, in a way that I had not for a very long time. So I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe I'm having my, uh, just like vinyl had its resurgence, you know, like five, six years ago, like really had it. Uh, maybe it was the beginning of my resurgence and, uh, I will soon, uh, gouge all my prices and, uh, you will also be able to buy me at Barnes and Noble now, which is also another, that was, that was around the time I think where I bowed out and got expensive. Whereas like, you'd go to like 
Barnes and Noble had records and Guitar Center was selling records and like a Target sold it, which I think all these places still do. I'm also saying it's like it's past tense. They all do, but like I think it was around the time where it was like they're doing that, and that also means they was like, oh hey, like how about a forty dollar copy of like Dark Side of the Moon, like just and just like throwing it together, really just like what classic albums you could probably go buy for a quarter used at a garage sale or in a used bin somewhere like two years prior. But like now, like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to throw a $40 price tag on it and sell it to you in a place where, uh, you, you probably won't even buy music in the first place. But, uh, yeah, that was probably about the, probably about the place that, uh, that I kind of dropped off, but maybe they're getting me again. Maybe, maybe they are, uh, are, uh, getting me again, you know? But yeah, I uh, I'm excited for this month. Later on, too, talking about traveling. Later this month, I am going to be heading to uh, Denver for a little bit. I want to go check it out. And thinking now the now that everything's kind of going back to normal, time to start thinking of moving again. I really uh, I moved back from Minneapolis, moved back here to New York at uh, the end of 2019, and like the plan was really to be here for like six seven months, like till like summertime. So like you know I I was, I was really uh, you know, I kind of been here a while now. It's like, all right, I, you know, pandemic's starting to like die down and, you know, everything with COVID's getting a little better. And, uh, yeah, now it's like, all right, like I, it's time to start really, uh, thinking again of, uh, moving once again. And yeah, I want to get down there and check it out, but, uh, that'll be later this month. I'm kind of, which we'll have episodes. I'm, uh, I'm always good at that. I would say in the last five years, uh, you know, I've traveled quite a bit while still doing the shows and juggling it. And, uh, I'll definitely make sure we have some episodes for you. Uh, I mean, hitting up some people I'm waiting to get to uh, hear back, but we should have some rad guests. I do have one in the books. Actually, I'll tease it for uh, next week, but uh, top five fat records releases. And uh, this time I feel like I, I feel like I cheated on them, but uh, not with Zach or Kyle, actually with uh, Joey Cobra, my buddy Joey, who uh, is making his third appearance on the show. But a local musician here in Jamestown, and uh, I mean, we we talked about it, but it's like anytime he's been on, I mean, I interview him about his music, but it's like we inevitably go to Fat Records just because, I mean, his music is very influenced by it. We're both just in general influenced by, you know, the label and the bands, and uh, it just, the, the conversation always ends up steering to a fat record. So we're like, why not just do a whole episode? So that is, uh, that's been recorded. We, we, uh, did that last week, but, uh, he came here to the WRFA studios and, uh, you can't see cause this is, uh, obviously an audio medium, but, uh, I'm looking right now exactly where he was, uh, sitting and yeah, we, we just had a blast. It was fun too. Cause like I was, I was like, you know, I wonder if our list will be like similar or not, you know, I mean, I kind of thought it would be cause I know we have a lot of the our, our same like favorites on the label or mutual, but I was happy. Cause like all of our albums that both of us picked were kind of ones where we're like, Oh, like that's a great pick. Cause it's like, honestly, like if we were doing like a top 10 or something like, like his list would probably be on my top 10 and then my list would be on his, like that kind of thing where it's like, Oh, this is perfect. So it's like, we both had uh, tons to talk about, about all the albums. And uh, I thought, I thought we had a great spread when I look at like both our top fives and I think of the, bands and albums that were like covered just in those 10 I think we really did a nice like representation of like why we love fat you know what I mean and in a way because I was worrying too because at first I was like you know are both of us gonna make a list and it's like us just basically saying our favorite records are like 
the first like five years of fat or something. You know what I mean? Because like the '90s, or even just from the first decade. Basically, I thought maybe our list would both just be like top five like fat bands from the '90s. You know what I mean? It'd be like we would we would all, basically both our lists would be like Legwagon, No Effects, Face to Face. They'd just be the same list with like different albums, you know. But uh, thankfully, it wasn't that at all. And uh, I had a blast with them, so that'll be out next week. And uh, may even be out now because, quite frankly, this comes out Friday. That one will be out Monday. So uh, we're only talking a few days here. Uh, if you're listening to this day of, though, Friday, later later on uh, tonight, uh, it, from 10 to midnight, since it is Friday night, doing the uh, radio show. And uh, if you didn't know, I started last month. But we're going to start doing, like, themed playlists at the beginning of each month. So, like, last month I did an all drive through record set. And uh, tonight's episode is going to be all Twin Cities bands, uh, all St. Paul and Minneapolis. And uh, I will say, pretty dominant on the Minneapolis side, my theory, because when you start to look it up, every band says they're from Minneapolis. And uh, when it when it comes to the Twin Cities, it's always Minneapolis, not really St. Paul. Like, Husker Du, I feel, is like one where it's like, I feel like they were like, no, we're a St. Paul band. But like, I think even St. Paul bands just say Minneapolis. I, I just assume... The, the way the way that it's set up, it it just seems like everyone's just fucking lying, and which I mean I guess you're not lying either. They're kind of they're kind of the same, but at that point I just say we're a Twin Cities band. We're not we're not one or the other. We're we're fucking both. Or you can be from Bloomington. That that's the real that's that's the real uh, you know like like fence sitting. You just just right in the middle there. Just 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 ride that. Just ride that fence. But uh, that's going to be a lot of fun doing that later tonight, playing all those songs and uh, just having a good time. You know, a lot of and I'm by no means like a Minneapolis or St. Paul like music historian in the sense of I mean, I know a lot of bands and and love. I, I think so many uh, amazing artists have come from that scene in those cities that like people don't realize and uh, really good. But I mean, just going through like some of my favorites, I mean, there's definitely overlaps of like members where it's like, oh yeah, like this dude was in this band and then I'll play him again later. And, uh, you know, just a good summary of like what makes uh, the music coming from there. So damn good. Maybe check that out tonight. If you're uh, listening, when this uh, comes out, that'll be our uh, first one of July here. And, uh, I'm excited. I actually might be seeing my, uh, first speaking of, uh, traveling when I do go to Denver later, this month, I think I, I haven't thought, uh, got a hundred percent down, but I do have a buddy who has an extra ticket for arches of loaf in Chicago and, uh, I'm driving right through there. So, uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's probably going to happen. I, I may be seeing arches of loaf later this month, which would make me very happy because I haven't been to a show since, uh, October of 2019 and, uh, I've never seen arches of loaf live. So that would be, uh, that would be really, really amazing. I would, uh, and Chicago is always a fun city and a good place to see a show. So I, I, I would love, I'd be honored if my first show back post pandemic was, uh, arches of loaf, but, uh, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you know if that ends up happening. I'm sure I'll be, uh, talking about it on here, but yeah, you know, uh, getting in, getting into June for a second, you know, as we're, as we're supposed to here on the June rundown, but, uh, yeah, I, I gotta say I've been on a huge drama kick since talking to a uh, John Easdale. That was definitely the highlight of uh, last month's shows. I would say, if you haven't heard that one, my interview with, uh, with John was really, really cool. I, I was happy. I was talking to, uh, to someone on Twitter the other day who follows us. Uh, I love the mats which is the best name. I mean, that is a perfect name because I too love the mats, but, uh, 
he uh, he said he checked out the interview and then went and uh, picked up Color TV and their other album Everybody Dies that came out in uh, 2005 and uh, just made me very very happy because that's the whole I mean that's the whole point of this that you go check out the music you know of the artists that I'm playing or interviewing so it made me very happy that he hit me up the other day and uh, yeah said that he listened to it I was like yeah like and then went went and grabbed those albums you know that makes me very happy because that's the whole point here is to uh, include bands like that where it's like people may not realize like they know who drama is but it's like oh i didn't know they had a new album out you know like oh, i didn't know they're putting out like new music and it's like yeah and it's really fucking good so like you know if i can spread the word on that i uh obviously want to do that any way i can but that, that was definitely my favorite uh episode of last month runner up would definitely be the uh just that really impromptu episode with uh kyle talking about uh take off your pants and jacket turning 20 years old that, that was a lot of fun and uh, just very, I mean, if you if you haven't seen the news, I'm sure I'm sure you have, but uh, yeah, with Mark Hoppus uh, announcing that he that he is uh, uh, getting chemotherapy for uh, cancer, just very very sad and and just really, it's it's so weird. Like a few days before he came out and was like, you know, like like said, you know, announced that he had cancer and everything. You know, I was just randomly thinking about like I was driving and. I listen to a lot of older older music and stuff where like, you know, there there's certain bands like say the Ramones where all the original members are dead. You know, there there's a lot of like legendary you know artists and stuff that like I've gotten into way later after they died and things like that. And I, I was just thinking about like, you know, wow, you know, like Blink is Blink is one of those ones in my era where they're that band for me where like I think of those three guys like people probably thought of the Beatles and all four of them were alive. Like you have like these living legends and, you know, it, it was just so weird, you know, to see that. And I know Mark's doing well and everything, you know, and I did speedy recovery, obviously, but it just, it, you know, it reminds you that like, yeah, like, you know, a lot of these people you look up to and shit are just, you know, they're human, you know, they're human too. And, uh, that is a very, that is a very human thing to then, then see that, uh, yeah, that, that he had cancer, e- extremely sad, and, uh, you know, obviously everyone's rooting for him and, uh, cr- crazy to see that though. I think that was just a few days after, uh, we recorded that as well. And I don't know. I mean, I, I saw people like, you know, saying different things online and so, you know, just wishing him well, but it's like, I don't know. There's not a lot to say. It's just so, you know, it, it's so sad. And I mean, I, I hope he does better. And, you know, the fact that, I mean, so many people, including myself who don't personally know the guy have never met him, you know, have such a, uh, such an emotional reaction, you know, to that kind of news and stuff. I mean, you know, hopefully at least shows him how uh, loved and respected he is in the music community and everything. But uh, yeah, obviously, like everyone else, joining in and uh, wishing wishing uh, Mark well. But uh, yeah, that that was another fun one talking about. Take off your pants and jacket, just a classic. And uh, that's another one I've definitely played. I, I get into that, you know. I will. Uh, I, I will say normally after interviewing someone or doing an episode where like I talk about an album or, you know, just a band in general, I will get on a kick, you know, like, like alkaline trio, like, God damn it. That's been, uh, ever since our top five alkaline trio songs episode, I've been listening to a good amount of, uh, alkaline trio specifically. God damn it. And, uh, yeah, same with uh drama Rama, listen a lot of drama Rama and uh, take off your pants and jacket. And uh, a lot of that stuff I've been listening to and just enjoying it kind of going back you know, and, and Dramarama too, because there's stuff, uh, you know, I got into them so later on and, you know, not, not that they have a huge catalog, but they have like seven records 
And uh, there's definitely some songs and stuff that I've either overlooked or only heard once or twice and forgotten how good they are. And you're just kind of like dwelling, dwelling into their further into their catalog and just having a, uh, a great time doing it. Insomniac is an, is another one to this, to this day. Like if you listen to the radio show ever since it's been like a year, but like talking about Insomniac on here, it's just Kyle convinced me and he was 100% right. And I don't know how I never saw it for that was the best green day record. And like, it's, I, I listen to it constantly. I had it a ton on my trip this week, uh, coming back, going to, and coming back from, uh, New Jersey, a lot of, a lot of insomniac. I noticed that is a, uh, a good driving one. That's a good, like driving record. Cause it just never really slows down. You know what I mean? It's just the whole way through it is, uh, it's kind of perfect for like keeping you pumped. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind getting in a, uh, in a funk where I listen to a really good album too much. You know what I mean? That's not a bad problem to have, <laughs> but, uh, a lot of, a lot of older stuff. We'll get into uh, new music and, uh, new music that came out in June and there's a decent amount of it. Uh, Danny Elfman, which obviously, you know, film composer or score composer, but uh, Oingo Boingo will always be his uh, gold, will always be like his masterpiece or like the best thing he's uh, done in my heart. Oingo Boingo, great, great band, great, great songs. But uh, he just put out a record and uh, really good, big mess. And it has, it's de- it's like demented rock. You know what I mean? It has that, it sounds like Danny Elfman wrote it and uh, and I enjoy it. And uh, also Late Waves put out a great record. We'll play something off that here in a minute with uh, Hell to Pay. AFI put out a new one, Bodies, one of uh, my favorite in uh, quite a while from them. I think probably probably my favorite like uh, post-reunion album from them. Rise Against with a new one, Nowhere Generation. Lesson Jake and Kill Lincoln just put out a brand new split. New one from Authority Zero, Ali Ali Oxen Free. Lost in Society just put out their uh, Stay Jaded EP. The Interrupters with a new live one, Live in Tokyo. Love Breaker came out with uh, Primary Colors. I've been I've been listening to that one a good amount too. That's a uh, that's a fun summer record. If you want a fun just and you know exactly what I'm talking about, just a fun windows down hot summer day summer record, go uh, go check out Primary Colors by Love Breaker. Really really good. And uh, also I believe they're from the UK if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the Kudos put out a great Alien Vacation EP. We'll play something off that here in a minute as well. Jim Ward of uh, At the Drive-In and Sparta. Uh, he just put out his uh, new solo record, which is really good, Daggers. And the Mountain Goats put out a new one, Dark in Here. And uh, Mannequin Pussy put out a brand new EP called uh, Perfect. And I've known of them for a while. This is the really first time, I'll be honest, with, like really checking out their music. And I really like this EP. It is uh, really damn good. Really cool uh, album art, too. I really I, I enjoy the album art too it just looks really fucking cool so everything about it is rad go uh go check them out so they're another one we'll play for you right now i got a few songs for you and we'll kick it off with mannequin pussy with to lose you off their new ep perfect right here on the june rundown of the power court hour podcast
right here on the June rundown of the Power Court Hour podcast. That was the Kudas with Space Coast off their new EP, Alien Vacation. Before that was Late Waves with Sympathy and Validation off their new album, Hell to Pay. And opening up that block of music, that was Mannequin Pussy with Toulouse You off their new EP, Perfect. All right, I got a few pieces of music news here for you real quick. The originally slated for 2020 co-headliner tour with Bad Religion and Alkaline Trio, which was uh, definitely one of my most like anticipated of a 2020, obviously, just like every other tour on the planet, that got canceled. But now it is being rescheduled for October and November of this year, and the fall t- the uh, fall tour is going to start and end in California. Along the way is going to hit Detroit, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, St. Paul, Richmond, Chicago, Portland, and many, many more are going to hit the whole country. And uh, tickets are now on sale and war on women will be the support act for the entire tour. I'm very excited about this. I, uh, I pretty sure I used, I uh, talked about this as news uh, back when it was like originally going to happen like a year ago. And uh, yeah, I got to say like, Everyone, everyone's announcing shows right now. I mean, if, if you're following bands online, everyone's announcing shows, and uh, which is which is a good thing. But at the same time, I feel overloaded, and I feel like half of them, I like even I just forget about. Like I'll hear about a band touring or like a package tour happening, and just it it almost becomes white noise or static. It's just like. It, it falls in with the sea of, of thousands of other tours that are about to, uh, you know, ba- basically this month, I think, really be the real start of seeing, you know, summer tours and then into fall touring and shit for the rest of the year. But uh, anyways, with that said, this is still probably my most looked forward to. I mean, uh, you know, both of them. Bad Religion, always a good show. Alkaline Trio, one of my favorite bands, always a good show. And uh, I haven't seen, I saw Bad Religion back in 2018. I have not seen Alkaline Trio live since, uh, oh shit, I'm trying to think now. 2014, I think, Skate and Surf. No, no, no. I saw them. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny as I'm on microphone, you're hearing, I'm like debating in my head and like debating myself uh, the, the last time I saw Alkaline Trio. But no, it would have been with uh, Newfound Glory and H2O in uh, Pittsburgh for the Newfound Glory uh, Alkaline Trio co-headliner back in uh, 2000. No, oh my God, I'm, I'm so fucking wrong. It is. It is Skate and Surf 2014. I'm getting my years wrong. That was, the Pittsburgh was 2013. Yes, the last time I saw them would have been Skate and Surf 2014. And, uh, you know, great show, but it's been a really, really long time since uh, I've seen them live and would very much like to see them live again. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't remember the dates, but like, I mean, I, like I just said, they're playing Buffalo and Pittsburgh and I think Cleveland as well. And that's like the trifecta around me. Those are all within three hours. I mean, there's there's a good chance I try to maybe not all three, but I'd say I'm probably good for at least two of those. I would say at least Buffalo and Cleveland. I would, uh, I mean, unless I'm really taken by it, if they were playing different sets, I might throw a, a third one in there, but, uh, if they're playing the same sets, I could, I could easily see that twice and I uh, probably could see it more. But yeah, this is, uh, easily my most excited for like the rest of the year. Like there's a lot of shows that I'm like, I think once they start happening too, cause that's the other thing is things are getting announced once they're like in front of you and happening like you know if i'm like in a city and it's like oh so-and-so's playing it's like yeah i'm gonna have to go but like as of right now 
I feel like I keep seeing all these announcements that like I forget about them like almost instantly, you know, and it, and again, it's no diss to the bands or like the artists touring and stuff. There's just so many of them, you know, I mean, I, I've went months with, uh, you know, not caring about shows because there were none to all of a sudden being like, yo, every fucking band you've ever heard of is uh, touring this this uh, summer and fall. So, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of going into that, which again, I'm not complaining because it means that, uh, you know, the pandemic, you know, everything, everything getting better and people not getting uh, sick and live music coming back is a uh, very good thing. So, I mean, not like a bad problem to have, but yeah, that is, that is like up, that is up there. I'm very excited for uh, that show and uh, shows if uh, I get my way. And another very cool piece of news, Suicide Machine singer Jason Navarro. Uh, he has been teasing on uh, Instagram that there's new music coming from the band very, very soon. And uh, he did announce the Suicide Machines are recording at Black Sheep Audio in Michigan. And uh, mentioned that we'll be hearing some outtakes that didn't make Revolution Spring, which uh, makes me very happy. I, I love that record. And uh, if you want to see those videos, like I said, it's on it's on the Instagram page. And uh, it's them in studio. See some of their gear playing and uh, recording with their producer and everything. Uh, very cool revolution spring amazing record one of my favorites of last year and i would uh i would love to hear what those outtakes sound like because that whole album like front to back was such a consistently good album and uh yeah i i'd love to i'd love to hear what comes out of that sometimes bands say like outtakes from an album i'm kind of like i mean i'll check it out again it's like i'm gonna listen to it but it's like i'm my excitement level isn't like through the roof because normally you kind of have that thought of like well, why weren't they originally, why weren't they on the original album? Like you kind of, you gotta wonder the quality of them, you know, like, are they any good? But, uh, with this one, I, I really don't uh, doubt that. Cause like, and the other thing too, is the suicide machines they, I mean, there's 15 years in between albums. They're not writing, they're not just writing songs to write songs. You know what I mean? Like I, I kind of get the, the, uh, idea that any full fleshed out songs that the suicide machines have are probably good cause they're not just writing songs to like fulfill an album cycle, you know? So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely, and including not having to wait another 15 years, I'm very excited that we're going to get new music from them. And uh, another one last piece of a uh, little music news, some more uh, touring, but uh, Pure Noise Records, they just announced the uh, 2021 Pure Noise Records Tour featuring State Champs, Real Friends, Four Years Strong, Just Friends, and Bearings. And uh, the tour is going to be running September 14th through October 22nd. And they'll be hitting the entire United States, Pittsburgh, Fort Lauderdale, Indianapolis, San Diego, Boston, tons more. And uh, this won't be their first one. I have been to this tour before. The label has done the Pure Noise Records tour multiple times throughout the years. And uh, yeah, and it won't be the first one uh, State Champs headlining either. I know that much. And uh, another kind of uh, neat thing too, if you're a fan and uh, interesting, but this tour is also going to be for Real Friends, their first one since Parting Ways with uh, their former vocalist, Dan Lampton. And uh, they have a new singer now, Cody uh, Muraro, I believe you say his last name's Muraro. At least that's how I'm saying it. Maybe I'm fucking it up. But uh, I, I heard they put out two songs. I heard one of them, and uh, not bad. Like, I'm not – Real Friends is interesting. Like, I've never I've never been, like, the biggest Real Friends fan. Like, like you know, you kind of forget it now, but they were – as far as the scene goes – they were huge for a few years there. And I mean, they're still pretty big, but I mean, like they were like that, you know what I mean? They were the it band for a, for a minute, as far as like warp tour emo, like pop punk bands go. And, uh, you know, I, I was always kind of like, I never, I guess I never liked them to the amount that some people did, 
But I mean, I always liked them. Like they, they definitely had some jams and I'd be lying if I said they didn't. Um, you know, I, I think like with a lot of people, I think too, that was the thing is like fan base and sometimes like the, the whole image and stuff of the band too. Like some of that stuff would always kind of be like, I don't lo- like the music's good. The other stuff attached to it. I, I wouldn't always, uh, I wasn't always a super fan of, but, uh, I did hear one of the new songs. They probably the new singer and, uh, not bad at all. You know, I, I mean, I think it's cool. They continue to go on a lot of times you, you can sometimes lose certain members and like, you know, it sucks, but it may not like be a huge loss, but like singer is almost always a big one just cause the sound is going to be different. Like I know he wasn't the main songwriter, their bass player, I think writes most of the lyrics, if not all of them. So, I mean, you're going to get a lot of the same of that, but you know, obviously the singer's just such a, you know, like anyone can hear that, you know, the average person might not be able to tell that like a band got a new bass player and like, you know, the old one played a P bass and this guy, the new one plays a stingray, and like, you know, his tone's really different and shit. Like, you know, a singer, you can hear that right away. So, I mean, you know, you know, good luck to them. It will, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are excited to hear uh, the new singer, what he'll sound like on those uh, old songs. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I got to say a few of these bands, I'll admit, I mean, maybe I'm just getting old. I, I don't know a, uh, I don't know two of the bands on the uh on the list i gotta i gotta say not not and that's nothing against them i just haven't you know pure noise pure noise is another one like pop punk the resurgence of the 2010s i mean pure noise put out some of the best records uh you know of like 2010s pop punk like i feel like there there were years there like any bands i'd go see up in uh erie play like basement transmissions or anywhere else really like it was like a pop punk band uh, whether it was a pure noise band headlining it somewhere on there probably was at least a pure noise band, you know, like on support. The interesting thing, and I mean, it happens, it happens with music. Just, I mean, it's music. It will happen forever. But like just watching bands like throughout the years too, because a lot of these bands have played uh, multiple years and seeing like shifts of like, oh, like if it was this year, you know, four years strong would be headlining, you know, or if it was a certain year, like if it was like 2015 or 16, real friends would probably be the headliner on this. If it was like, you know, like 08, 09, four years strong would be the headliner, you know, things like that. But, uh, and another one too, you like bringing up like basement transmissions, seeing all those pure noise bands. I mean, another thing like state champs, you know, not, I, I haven't loved the direction they went in, but I mean, I saw that band open for handguns and like three people there knew who they were and were singing along. And then each time they would come back to Erie and I, it, like I, I watched it. I was one of the people they got me the first time I was like, I picked up their seven inch, uh, overslept. And, and we're like, after that, I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like I'm totally into this band. And it was like, it was amazing. Every time they came back to Erie, you went from three people knew you to now you have like 20 people up front singing along you know, to like remedy, like, you know, like, like jumping up fucking like taking the mic and stuff. Like, I think that's so cool to see that, you know, it's like, again, like I'm not, I'm not huge on state champs. And I have been for a long time and I got nothing wrong. They're good at what they do. It's just not my cup of tea, but I do think that's very rad credit where credits do watching a band like that go from, you know, playing to a few people to, you know, headlining the pure noise records tour and uh, also the amount of people will probably come out to see this. I mean, I, I was amazed. They headlined when I uh, the, when I saw the tour in 2014 at the Waiting Room in Buffalo. And, like, even then at that point, I was like, I just saw this band two fucking years ago. Like, that was, it was only 2012 I saw them play to, like, three people singing along. 
uh, you know, like half the people went outside for a cigarette break before handguns played, you know, like while, while state champs are playing, you know, so I mean, it's very uh, cool to see that, but also, yeah, like the lineup, it's just very interesting when you see these throughout the years. Cause it's like, I, again, it's like, it just depends the year, but it's like some years you could see this one band being the biggest and then others. It's the same with festivals. Like festivals are always like that, where it's interesting to be like, Oh, that band's like further down on the, you know what I mean? Like their name's not as big as it might've been, you know, 10 years ago or the other way where it's like, it keeps getting bigger, you know, but, uh, yeah, always, uh, always interesting. And a, another tour being announced. I, I don't know. I, uh, I've liked I've liked uh, state champs, real friends, and four years strong. Uh, you know, none of them. I will say, admittingly, none of them. I, I listen to a whole lot lately, but I've seen them all live throughout the years, and uh, all of them put on a great show. And uh, yeah, it, it's kind of weird too, because like in a way, it's not a nostalgia tour, but it's like it. These bands have been around long enough where it's like, well, fuck. I remember seeing. Uh, you know, I remember seeing state champs, like I said, on on the Pure Noise Records tour seven years ago. You know, like like things like that. I mean, four years strong. My God, I forget they've been around as long as they have too. You know, you kind of forget they uh, were part of that whole Easy Core scene in like the like mid two thousands and stuff. You know, but uh, another band that uh, has definitely written some jams throughout the years. You know. But uh, yeah, another another tour announced, and uh, you know I like throwing those out there again. It's like I uh, I have a few that I'm really excited for, but a lot of them I kind of you know I get excited for a second. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like you hear so many that it's like it gets pushed out because all of a sudden you're hearing the announcement of another one. You know, it's kind of like that deal. But uh, I like to throw them out here because you know you, you want to go see live music, and it's coming back. So uh, so there's a few things to go check out. But yeah, those were uh, some things announced this month. Or la- I keep saying this month. I keep forgetting it's July now. Last month. But, uh, yeah, that is our June rundown. And uh, I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And, again, apologies. It's so damn late. But guess what? Vintage vinyl was uh, too important not to uh, not to go to. Plus, to be honest, I keep saying that. I was, on, I, I was already on Route 6. So, I mean, this already would have been probably late until, like, Wednesday but uh, definitely now you're not getting it till Friday. But hopefully you enjoy it. Thank you so much for checking it out. And uh, make sure you check back in just a few days here on a Monday. Be putting out that top five fat records uh, with Joey Cobra talking about our top, our top five fat releases. And uh, it was a really fun one. It was a really good one. So I think you'll enjoy that. And uh, we'll have a bunch of other cool stuff for you coming up later in July. And like I said, too, if you're listening to this day, it comes out. Check out the Power Chord Hour radio show tonight, doing all Twin Cities, two hours, 10 to midnight Eastern. And, uh, yeah, a bunch of bands that you'll probably expect me to play and then some stuff you might not expect me to play. So uh, I'm excited for that. And you can check out the radio show every Friday night. That is on 107.9 WRFA in Jamestown, New York. And you can stream the station from anywhere at uh, WRFALP.com. And uh, make sure you follow the show at Power Chord Hour on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, and Twitter. We're on the three of those. Go follow us on social media if you would. It'd be very nice. Rate and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review on iTunes. That helps out a lot. And uh, hit me up, PowerCordHour at gmail.com. I have free PowerCordHour stickers. Would love to send you some out. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, too, you just want to talk music or something. Uh, You want to request a song for the radio show. Any of that, hit me up at uh, PowerCordHour at gmail.com. I just love hearing from people. And, yeah, that is the episode for this week. So for the PowerCordHour, I'm Anthony Merchant. Thanks for listening.